Romans chapter 5, verse 1 to 11. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die, but God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more surely then, now that we have been justified by his blood, will we be saved through him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more surely have been reconciled, having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life. But more than that, we even boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. So this morning we, we continue a series, uh, Walking in Hope. Uh, we've been looking at this uh, all through January, and we, we've been talking about the things that we can do to continue to be a people of hope. Uh, that as we walk through life, we, we learn how to walk with God in such a way that we are sustained and empowered to live hope-filled lives. Uh, so I gave you a challenge each week. Uh, the, the challenge uh, last week was about being uh, people of prayer. How, how did people go with that? Did, uh, did anyone go for a walk around the block and pray? Anyone go for a walk around the house and, and, and pray? Walk around the garden and, and pray? Uh, I did it each day and I found a different route as, as I went for a walk and I, I found that I was really encouraged by that time and uh, particularly walking around the block you, you begin to see things differently and as you look at the local community God lays things on your heart to, to pray for. Uh, reading God's word for me again was, was such an enriching experience and I'm this year as I'm investing in that uh, feeling a new sense of life and encouragement. But that's um, statistically something really probable. A survey of over 400,000 people uh, looked at uh, people that read the Bible and people that are Christians. Uh, people read the Bible once a week, it had negligible effect. So if you read it on Sunday once a week or you hear it read, negligible effect. Uh, reading the Bible twice a week, negligible effect. Reading the Bible uh, three times a week, negligible effect but there's something interesting that seemed to happen when people started to read it four times a week uh, it had a profound difference on their faith so when I say reading listening is okay as well uh, so reading or listening to the Bible four times per week uh, people were 60% less likely to feel spiritually stagnant 30% uh, less likely to struggle with loneliness 
40% less likely to feel uh, bitterness, 30% uh, less likely to, to struggle with uh, rage or anger, 218% uh, more likely to be generous, not just generous inside the church, but generous outside the church, and 228% more likely to share their faith with others. So reading the Bible once a week, probably not going to have much effect. Twice, not much effect. Three times, not much effect. When you start reading the Bible four or more times a week, actually start investing time hearing from God, it begins to have a profound effect on your Christian life. And so this is not just me saying it, this is statistics saying this is what happens. Uh, you know, it says in the Bible, taste and see that the Lord is good. You, you need to actually taste. And sometimes the, the fruit that we want comes as a result of discipline applied. And so as we've been talking about walking in hope, we've been talking about some of the basic disciplines of living out the Christian faith. And it's no accident that these have been essential parts of Christian life for thousands of years, reading the scriptures, hearing the scriptures, engaging with what God has said, being a people of prayer. Because when we uh, engage with God in, in a way that is real, an integral part of our life, that's, that's what four times a week means, then we see the transforming work of God in our lives. Uh, this morning we're looking at one of my favorite passages in the Bible, Romans uh, 5. Uh, I've probably got about 25 different sermons I can preach from this passage because I've spent years in it. Uh, you get one of those this morning. Uh, so if you have a Bible with you, you can grab one in the pews. It's page 917. I'd love you to open up to Romans 5 and see some of the life that it offers us. Uh, these first words of Romans 5 talks about something called positional faith. Therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, since we have been justified, what does that mean? We, we stand before God. We stand before God in right relationship with him. The, the wrong that we've done that would put a barrier between us and God is removed because of what Jesus has done. So we have what is called positional faith. We are in a position before God where we're his, his children, we're loved, we're adored, we're treasured, we're part of the family, we're welcomed into heaven because of what Jesus has done. That's the position in which we're in, in faith. Quite often, uh, Christians can park in that position and not move forward. And so partly one of the things that we're going to be talking about this morning is ongoing faith. Uh, you're bought with a price. You're bought into a position of faith in Jesus. Uh, to continue in faith, we, we need an ongoing faith, a faith that changes us. That, so we're bought in through Jesus, verse 2, through whom, him whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. So we stand in grace. We no longer need to feel guilty. We no longer need to be ashamed of our past. Our past doesn't define us. Sin doesn't define us. We're in a position of grace. But then we walk out faith. Uh, so ongoing faith is about this walk with Jesus day by day, month by month, year by year, until he comes and brings us home to live with him for eternity. 
And so verse uh, 2 speaks of this hope of sharing the glory of God, that the fullness of the glory of God, that we will be with him, that we will be like him. That is, as your body ages, you know, uh, the, the, the glory seems at some level to fade. You will get a new resurrection body that is full of glory that never breaks down, that is perfect in every way, that you'll be free from sin and death and evil. That, that's the glory that awaits us, that we look forward to, the, the position that we're already in because we're in Christ. The ongoing faith is about this walk. And so uh, verse 3, not only that, but we boast in our, sorry, what? Sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance character and character produces hope. Suffering in this life is not purposeless. You see, in all suffering, it's an opportunity to see God work to produce endurance or perseverance, which then produces character as you resist against the temptation to just go with the flow. And as character is changed, hope is produced. So, so what does that mean over the last two years? Uh, as much as you've found it difficult, it's been an opportunity it's been an opportunity to learn what it means in times that are difficult to press into the one who you are already positioned in relationship with, that he would sustain your faith in an ongoing way such that you are changed as a person. And as you are changed as a person, as you see his change work in your life, it produces hope in your heart. Now, you may go, oh, well, I've kind of missed that opportunity. I just hibernated and escaped that whole time. It's not lost. This year is not going to be the easiest one either. Uh, life is not easy. So any, any part of life that feels difficult is, is actually an opportunity for God to work, to produce something life-giving and eternal and good in you. And as you see yourself changed by God, it produces hope. See, a key part of ongoing faith is that faith must change you. A fruit tree that never bears fruit is cut down, right? A, a plant uh, that just sits in the garden and shrivels is pulled out, <laughs> We, at some level, need to be continually growing in faith. There's times and seasons where you may feel like you jump forward in faith, where you have new, deeper understanding. There's times in faith where you inch forward. But to live the life of faith with Jesus, it must change us at some level. Otherwise, there's a connection missing between us and him. You see, when you know Jesus, when you walk with Jesus, you don't change him, he changes you. As you feed in faith on scripture, as you pray prayers, those prayers are answered and it doesn't just change the world around you, it changes you. It changes me. I, I can look back in my uh, walk of faith and I can see moments where God has worked magnificently to turn life completely around, moments of clear breakthrough. But then I also see this continuing journey of God just chipping away, working on things that, 
Ten years ago, I found difficult to seem normal today. So for all of us, ongoing faith must change us because the one who lives in us is the hope of glory. The one who lives in us changes us as we walk with him and get to know him and to love him as we realize what we have in him. It changes us in a way that we are never the same. Romans 5 uh, talks about the, the source of the power of change. So verse 10, it says this, For if we, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more surely, having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life. And so Paul points us and he says, look at the cross. Look at how Jesus on the cross dealt with sin, uh, dealt with death as he died and through his resurrection, defeated death and sin and evil. Look at what Jesus did then. How much more, having already done this, will we be saved by his life? That he's the one that has overcome death and evil means that no longer will death and evil, no longer will our past define our future because he's the one that conquered the grave. And if he can defeat death, the last great enemy, then surely his life at work in you is going to bring that same resurrection life at work in your life that what is dead will stay dead and what was meant to be will come to life. That as you walk with him, Jesus, in faith, uh, he changes you. He brings resurrection life in you, that you become the person that he designed you to be when he created you. That's the fruit of walking with him. Ongoing faith must change us because the same power that saved you is at work in you. The same power that deals uh, with evil that one day will bring uh, judgment to all evil, bring justice to all injustices, is at work in you, in me, among us. And so this power has the power to overcome anything that you feel like that you are stuck in. If he can overcome the grave, he can overcome what you are struggling with. If he can overcome the grave, he can overcome loneliness, depression. I've seen lives completely changed around by the work of Jesus uh, through the power of prayer, through him coming into people's lives. People, uh, I, I know one girl who, she attempted suicide 15 times in, in a period of six months. She's now living a, a healthy, whole life, uh, working in the field of psychology, helping others. I've seen uh, people addicted to drugs, life turned around. Uh, I've seen people addicted to pornography, life turned around. People who struggled with anger, suddenly these remarkable people of peace, conflict resolvers. Jesus is able to, to change lives. And if we look at what we struggle with, and for all of us, after two years of, of having uh, fear placed into our hearts that there is an ongoing struggle, there's an anxiety that many are feeling, 
Jesus is more powerful than that. There's an ambivalence that many are feeling. Jesus is more powerful than that. There's uh, many people who feel disconnected and lonely. Jesus has a purpose beyond that. The same power that saved you is at work in you and wants to work through you to bring that same saving power to the lives of others. Romans 5.5 says this, Hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. How, how does change happen? Change happens as we welcome the work of the Holy Spirit to come in us, to convict us. To convict us where we've been living lives uh, really for ourselves, for our own priorities, where we've been ignoring God. To convict us where we've been uh, living sin filled lives. God's Spirit comes that we would see life turn around. Not that you just get convicted, I'm a bad person, I need God. That you be changed. That you live in a way that brings fullness of life to you and to others. And this hope that we place in Him, it doesn't disappoint us. As He comes and we invite Him and we embrace His work, as we read Scripture and as we Pray regularly as we develop habits that invite him into our everyday life. He changes us and hope grows. Hope not only for us, but for others, for our church, for this world. You can live a life disconnected from him as a, as a Christian, but it's not a life that is going to produce fruit in you. I have lived life at times as a Christian disconnected from God, just doing my own thing. I can 100% guarantee you that life feels better with him than without him. Walking steadfastly with him than walking kind of haphazardly, occasionally with him. Life feels better with God, even if you're suffering, even if it's hard. Because it's in those moments, in those moments of difficulty that you find him most. So... This morning, as we're considering the, the, the work of God, remember your position, that you're loved, that you're treasured, that you're adored, that, that he wants a relationship with you that lasts for eternity, that you're included, that you're his people, that he delights in you, that he wants more of you. Remember his position. He's not distant. He's with you. He loves you. He's pursuing you. Even now, be aware he's pursuing you. And so today, walk in hope. Walk in hope that he is with you, he will change you. Walk in hope that as he is with your circumstances, he will change your circumstances. Walk in hope that tomorrow he will change you and continue to walk. As, as we've talked about walking in hope, we've talked about three things. We've talked about new sight. Seeing the world through God's eyes, looking for new opportunities, seeing where he is, uh, partnering with him, uh, having new eyes, giving, uh, using thankfulness as a, as a discipline to begin to see things differently. Uh, we've talked about getting into scripture, reading it regularly. If you didn't start, uh, go back to the start of Philippians, just read a little bit each day and pray a short prayer and say, God, make this real for me. 
And then we talked about prayer, being a people that are those crazy people that are regularly, uh, ceaselessly praying to God. Walk along. Uh, and you know what the, the really great thing about wearing a mask is <laughs> as you're walking down the street? No one can see your lips moving as, you, as you're praying to God. I've, I've found that freeing in, in some ways. That, uh, and people should look at us. That We're, we're the crazy people that, that talk to a God that they can't see, we can't see, but we know is moving. And as you talk to him, as you walk with him, as you pray to him, as you get in your word, as you look with him at the world that we have, I believe that you will see God transform your life and the lives of those around you. That we will see our God work in our church in new and fresh ways. But if you continue once a week, twice a week, three times a week, it's probably not going to have much effect. But for the people around you who are doing the four times a week plus, they're, they're going to see God move powerfully and be able to look back thankfully. And so the question really at the end of today, at the end of this series, is where, where do you stand where are you going to be? What are you going to choose? You're a powerful person. Make that choice today and this week. Put a reminder somewhere on the fridge, somewhere that you go regularly. And as you walk with God, I will believe and be praying for you that he changes you in ways in which you notice and others notice. Let me pray. Father God, thank you that you are with us, uh, not just to save us, but to transform us and change us. I thank you, Lord, that as we see change happen in our life and around our life, in the lives of others who follow you, uh, that you stir up hope within us. Help us to be a people that pursue you, that embrace all that you have for us. Help us, Lord, uh, when we get distracted, Lord, to remember again the life that is offered to us by you. And Lord, as we forget, because it's easy to forget in this world, remind us once again that as much as we have experienced before the life that you give, you have more yet to offer and that this uh, joyful experience gets to continue until eternity when Finally, we are made perfect and we live in perfection with you. And so, Lord, uh, in this journey, empower us by your Spirit. Uh, fill us anew, refresh us, energize us to, to choose you this week, next week, next month, this year, for the rest of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.